Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium, a 40k podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan. And I'm Steve. Join us as we explore the 41st millennium in all its glory, as we talk narrative gaming, Warhammer lore and awesome hobby. From the grim dark corners of Imperial Hives to the outer reaches of Xenos infested space. Welcome to the Ashes of the Imperium. Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium. My name is Dan and as ever, I'm joined by the wonderful Steve. How are you, Steve? Yes, I'm very good, dude. How are you? Living the dream as ever. Today we are <laughs> talking all about the Armageddon Steel Legions. Yes, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Do you know what? It came from uh, that Warhammer Plus video thing. You know, the big orky one. Yeah. Old, old Bale Eye, I think. Yep, yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that. Steel Legion were featured... And um, I've always been a big guard fan and love the idea of a mechanized force. And I thought, well, what what better way to to represent that than jumping into the Steel Legion? Yes. Okay. So so for some of our listeners that may not be uh, full historians in the 40k universe, give us a quick outline of who they are. Who are the Armageddon Steel Legion? Well, this is quite interesting because I was um, tweeting about this recently. It's that actually the Armageddon Steel Legions are a a phrase used to refer to any regiment raised on armageddon because of their preference for kind of um mechanized warfare so okay actually a a you know let's call it the 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 the, the glorious steve hussars or something who happens to <laughs> enjoy uh, a, a, a notable history that the, the hussars have <laughs> yes and, who doesn't know about the steve hussars <laughs> yeah the steve hussars um you know that they, they might favor mechanized warfare and, and they would be technically considered part of the armageddon steel legions um so it's, it's more of a a phrase that's referred to a, a group of regiments rather than um a specific regiment itself in some cases however the, the most common use of the phrase is to refer to um the the armageddon steel legion who are um a a regiment which people may recognize and often kind of conflict with death corps creed because the first death corps creed model actually used an armageddon steel legion model itself just in a different color scheme so they are um uh, clearly an armageddon based regiment uh famous for their kind of um you know uh, what color would you call that kind of mustard khaki colored um great coats and gas masks and had these big goggles that were sometimes were on their, their, he their helmets and sometimes worn um they've got quite a an iconic um gas mask so it isn't like the kind of world war one um big round goggles uh big round kind of eye um holes and long kind of elephant-esque uh snoot like the uh the creek have they've got this kind of half face rebreather type thing yeah so um and they have these kind of big ski goggles type uh type type uh um glasses or, or sort of uh, yeah goggles there we go that's the word i'm looking for um and uh and they have helmets that are slightly shorter in style to so similar ish to the creek ones but uh, have less um kind of uh, metal kind of going down the back and, and the side uh, so yeah those they are the the armageddon steel legion um you often see uh, them being led by you know commissar yarrick um they were heavily featured in kind of you know a, a couple of decades ago when games workshop ran the armageddon campaign and yeah like um they are they are something that clearly 
as I, you know, I'm in a, you know, what, 1987 kid. So, uh, being 2000, the year 2000 was kind of like me age 13, like heavily into Warhammer. Um, so they are, they really speak to me as kind of classic, iconic, nostalgic games workshop. So that's why I love it. Yeah. No, great. I I think they're, 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 do we have some rules for them still at the moment in the codex? Yeah, absolutely. We do. And, and this kind of goes to demonstrate the nature of this, you know, the Steel Legions is that the regimental doctrine for Cadians or Catachans are called the Cadian or Catachans, but the regimental doctrine for what you might call the Steel Legion is just called Armageddon. So ah, okay. it, it represents um, the Steel Legions, plural, uh, and, and all their different variants. So for example, there's also something called the Armageddon Ash Waste Militia, who mm. are... Um, specialist troops and you've also got the savlar chem dogs i think i think well they must be from savlar let me just look that up really uh regiments of the savlar chem dogs were used to fight in the third war uh for armageddon is savlar based in just a hundred light years from armageddon so so neighbors basically yep but they've got these kind of uh similar great coats and and uh uh slightly different color and these kind of bane-esque gas masks they're cool but anyway there's these armageddon ash waste militias and they actually used a a necromunder model for the, in the old codex i think it was um van Saar. but clearly van Saar's really embraced this kind of infinity you know corvus belly-esque high high-tech near future kind of sci-fi style uh, which I don't think necessarily fit what um, what would work best for an Ashwaste militia. So I think something like Orlok could work really well. Yeah. Maybe a mix of Orlok and Escher, and you can yeah, have yeah. a kind of like Ashwaste militia, and you could use those as your conscripts or something. Yeah. But sorry, yeah, we're, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Too excited. So if you if you had to pick a, an Armageddon-based army, what would you uh, what would you do? Would it be Orcs? Would it be Astromitarum of some capacity? Or maybe Chaos? Um, Depends which War of Armageddon you're going to base it on. Yes, of course. There's been a few, hasn't there? So actually, there's been three. Um, but interestingly, most people only know there's two. And when I say most people, I mean like in universe, because in the first War Armageddon, I think that's when uh, the Demon Primarch Angron rocked up and the Grey Knights kind of did their whole, um, you know, let's kill everyone that uh, that knows about it. So quite a lot of people in the Imperium don't know there were three Armageddon Wars. I'm just um, think there were two. <laughs> right. OK. <laughs> and if you did know, you're not telling anyone absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah the thing is you've got some great characters haven't you leading this i, I, do, I mean are you gonna model yours on a uh, a certain time period or are they bang up to date are they where we are now so i'm actually i'm gonna kind of pick a point uh, during the third war armageddon and kind of run with that but be i suppose quite flexible artistic license maybe yeah so for example there was a unit uh, of dragoons and I can't remember their name. I'd have to look it up. Um, but there was a a unit of dragoons that worked with the Steel Legion, and they they abandoned their posts. And it was actually there was an art, uh, an article in an old Games Workshop, um, an old White Dwarf rather, that described this incident. And uh, the this unit of the dragoons, they're kind of like the the Mordian Iron Guard esque. You know, they're those kind of characters, right? You know, very. Yeah very posh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so Graham McNeil wrote the initial kind of um, Steel Legion blurb in a, in a White Dwarf article called kind of Notable Regiments working, uh, Fighting on Armageddon. 
And um, here we go, Pirin, the Pirin Dragoons. And again, they've used a Mordian Iron Guard model in the original 2000 uh, uh, article. In fact, no, this, this image is from uh, the original Codex, the Codex Armageddon. But anyway, my thoughts were I could have Pirin Dragoons as a, an attached unit. Yeah. And then because the whole point, the reason why sort of the premise of this podcast, you know, <laughs> Uh, 10 minutes in is uh is that we, we're basically like how do we how do we approach kind of retro hobby uh using older models and how do we approach building a a, a full army with that you know is it do we look to uh, third-party sculpts uh 3d printing conversions or do we just embrace the old and and kind of go with just old sculpts yeah and, and how much mileage can you get out of that because it's all well and good going third party or 3d printing uh something like that um but obviously, if you want to run it at a Games Workshop official event, then you know you you really need to have, be running a, a Citadel army. So having an option to run a an Armageddon force that only uses Games Workshop models is is something that I, I guess I, I would aspire to have. But equally, there's so much cool stuff out there in in the kind of wargaming world that it would be a shame to to miss out on those. Um, and especially since uh, a lot large kind of proportion of my 40k gaming is kind of casual and hobby and narrative gaming rather than kind of competitive games at events. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess with any project like this, is it um, shaping up how you want the army to look first and then decide what models are available? I think this is very much a, a model and law um, driven army. So that will determine what models I am more inclined to take. But at the same time, um, if there are, there is only one Steel Legion item available on Games Workshop, and that is the Steel Legion squad. So for example, the heavy weapon that that comes, uh, that is in that is a missile launcher. So which isn't this, a bad option, which isn't a bad option. And it's a very cool model because it's kind of a, an RPG uh, style um, missile launcher. Uh, it's it's classic kind of on two twenty five mil bases, so you'd have to you know get a sixty mil base and, and use that to to make it kind of modern codex compliant. Let's say. Yep. Um, but and the special weapon is a grenade launcher, and there are only a certain number of poses for the steel legionnaires themselves, and the sergeant is you know waving a chainsaw and got a last pistol in front of him. So if you want to run anything that isn't an infantry squad with a sergeant. The last pistol on a sword and a grenade launcher and a missile launcher. Then you know what do you do? Um, so I suppose you could you could look at that in different ways. You could say I'm only going to take things that are original models. So you could go to eBay and pay some some crazy prices for uh, older Steel Legion metals, um, which I think I, I would like to do some of because the old heavy bolter is amazing. It's uh, sort of in the yeah. prone position, you know, firing on a on a low bipod, not like the kind of tripod style Catachan and Acadian ones that you can get now in plastic. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not going to have, I don't want to have then a heavy weapon squad of three of those because it's so much repetition. So I am going to have to convert it. And, you know, how to do that, you know, it's just, it's, it's really interesting because, for example, the uh, rocket launcher, the guy's kind of holding up the sighting unit um, to his face and he's got the rocket over his, his right hand. Um, and that is a separate separate thing so actually could i have the the guy holding up the sighting unit as if it were a binoc binocular and then have i don't know a, a a random weapon or something another weapon in his right hand and then suddenly he's a spotter for a different heavy weapons team you know could i could i convert some of the plastic creek spoilers i could and i have um you know <laughs> and if i'm going to embrace that theme do i w want to run those as my veterans given they are wearing different uniforms yes or can i just run them as a different squad and you know it's just yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to kind of consider because I do want a cohesive army at the end of the day, which is what 
what might stop me doing the Pyrrhon Dragoons idea is because they're portrayed as having, um, you know, dark blue with red trim, kind of a, a bit like Mordians themselves, but slightly darker. Um, and I'm thinking it's all well and good if I do kind of ash waste um stormtroopers or uh what were they ash, ash waste hive guard or whatever ash waste militia that's it if i do those then that's cool but i can use the same palette across kind of necromunda models and then that would look really good right yeah because yeah. it would be variety of models but consistency of scheme now if i throw some dark blue uh mordian iron guard-esque models in there then is that going to look is that going to look different and almost too different and a bit weird i guess i guess you know in a way the reason they are different is because they were meant to look different um on the battlefield so you could re easily recognize them through their uniforms uh when they're more more kind of napoleonic style rather than um kind of world war 2 onwards which is very much about you know camo rather than um regimental colors i guess could you that same blue um that maybe it goes in the uniforms could you use touches of that for goggles or laser sights or something so that there is a touch of that color through the whole army is, is that a way of doing it i i know what you mean i don't think that would work for for the scheme that i'm going to go for because i'm going to go for kind of very traditional steel legion uh which is quite a, a drab scheme, if you'll excuse the pun. Um, uh -huh. And uh, the Steel Legion do have um, that kind of like, you know, mustard yellow, mustard ochre, whatever, ochre kind of coats and, and drab brown boots and um, respirators, and then a kind of greeny blank helmet. So there isn't, I don't think there's much space for blue. They do have, their spot color is red, really. Because yep. they have a, a logo which has a red lightning bolt on it, and their tanks tend to have that kind of white and red, um, you know, stripey bit on the front. I think you know what I mean. I don't know what the phrase is. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. This kind of uh, um, unique designation. Yeah, that's it. Bands or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose you know if if you are fighting um, in the wastes now, that maybe you know there is a. Uh, a kind of olive there is there's a drab scheme for the for the riders so that they could be you know they could be more matching uh, I, I guess I mean, I mean how many people would know dan <laughs> <laughs> i would know steve <laughs> but they would just look cool anyway they anyway. would they would that's true so I, I guess i guess one of the things still legion are known for and you know it was a um a naughty word you said near the beginning because it always gets me excited that's mechanized oh love a good tank me yeah oh, oh suit me sir so you, you're gonna you're gonna be following that every everything with legs gets the transport yeah i think so i think uh, a transport of some capacity um it also gives me an opportunity to convert some vehicles which i know you're a big fan of doing mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. You know, for example, uh, I've got a Talrox wheel conversion, which I thought would make make for a nice kind of command squad vehicle or, you know, like a, a forward observing party type thing. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the doctrine itself uh, in the codex, so infantry with this doctrine may double the number of attacks they make with rapid fire weapons at the range up to 18 inches rather than half the weapons range as normal. So looking to maximize the amount of rapid fire weapons I have, so plasma weapons and las guns, things like that. Uh, hotshot las guns, I think, uh, are rapid fire as well. Um, vehicles with doctrine treat attacks against them with an AP, uh, attacks against them with an AP of uh, minus one as being AP zero. So that helps keep your 
um, your vehicles alive for longer. Yeah, nice. No, it's good. And I suppose one thing I've been thinking about is um, with uh, Octarius kicking off properly now and we're getting more information from that war zone, um, having some experienced orc fighters um, to come out to play um, makes these guys kind of a bit more relevant as well, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that is definitely something I'm going to do. So there's a a um, sculptor or kind of 3D miniature designer called Reptilian Overlords, and they have got some fantastic um, Vietnam-inspired sci-fi soldiers, let's call them. Um, and so there's clearly a, a, a regiment in Games Workshop's Law, which which uh, kind of is also Vietnam-inspired. And uh, I think they would make painted in, and this is the whole point of using consistent colors of different... Um, textures they would i think they would make for an amazing armageddon orc hunter um component yes yes so we've talked about all sorts of things at the moment then dan is, is it going to be a, a big size force then or are you just going to start small paint it and see where it goes i think i want to find a, a happy medium you know what well, I, d- I don't want to go too crazy with it and i want to see how it comes comes out i'm it might end up just being a bunch of chimeras with a different type of squad in each one so a old classic steel legion squad in one a uh, deathcore creek converted squad with a head swap in another a you know katachan slash um you know vietnam inspired uh, sci-fi soldiers uh, squad in the other and just be like here is an armageddon force that's it and then just sprinkle some additional vehicles on top because yeah. at the moment i'm quite excited by the idea of converting lots of different styles of infantry um and just having it all be part of one army which is something actually we spoke about in the last episode didn't we with the upcoming release and i said haha i've got renegade guard you know i can pick whatever i want and and run it and suddenly i find myself starting a new instrument so that hasn't quite worked has it <laughs> it would be a first stand but you know we can, <laughs> we can live with that no i i, th- I think um i think there's, there's so much room within astra militarum armies to be you know, yes, you can have that, you know, 130 model infantry only lines and lines of everyone in the same uniforms. They're just literally into the machine to get ground up. Or you can have that more quirky elite units that have got different uniforms because they do different roles because your your army you choose to make is actually, um, you know, they're not necessarily all elite but they are specialists and they're allowed to have their own uniforms and their own weapons because they do these special jobs, these special missions. And I think for me, that's kind of, that's cool. I think there's room for that. I don't think there's anything out there that says you can't. So yeah, I think that would be really cool. Would you, would you want to reflect the um, models inside their vehicles to reflect on the outside of the vehicles? Would they have extra weapons hanging off them colors or how do you see that or they do they just jump in whatever's handy so i think i would do that via the crew models and i would use Uh, with um some sort of head swaps with gas masks or or finding some uh you know getting some clippers out and hacking apart some uh metal models uh so so that they 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 have steel legion crew members to, to make them very obviously steel legion um which is tricky for the uh original metals because there aren't many that look easily apart from the one that i said about the the rpg gunner where he's raising binoculars there aren't many that work that look like they'd work well from a kind of capola or tank hatch or something like that um but using again reptilian overlords um have got a a headset which has got um kind of stormtroopers style um helmets um with three different styles of helmets it's what is 
one is a, a kind of a very traditional um, World War II German helmet, so a kind of a Wehrmacht helmet. Uh, another is a slightly longer one with a crest down the middle, which is very Krieg-esque. And another one is a slightly shorter uh, kind of pot-style helmet, which is very uh, similar to the kind of Steel Legion. So yeah. using, uh, clearly I'm using the latter, um, using those models, uh, th those kind of head swaps on just kind of the traditional Astro Militarum bodies that come with the plastic kits for the tanks and vehicles and stuff, I think you could easily convert something that that looks quite uh, appropriate. Yeah, because again, I, I think if, if you are a tank crew, you don't necessarily need the massive, thick mustard jacket or the gauntlets that almost go up to your elbows do you? You, you, you i mean because i think if i remember rightly that still legion have the masks and the gloves and the kind of heavy duty jackets is because the environment they operate in normally is pretty toxic isn't it so they need yeah, these absolutely. this sort of protection and so that their their vehicles do actually tend to be sealed um so for example you, you know the armageddon pattern uh four-year-old vehicles that with the kind of uh, rather than the open top basilisk, they've got the kind of the closed top uh, hard casing, as it were. Um, yeah. you, you know that very well because you converted one yourself and designed one for <laughs> your printer. <laughs> um, but that's why Armageddon pattern vehicles are like that because of the toxic atmosphere. Now, uh, I guess you could argue that a an Armageddon a vehicle in the service of, of the Armageddon Steel Legion wouldn't necessarily have a uh, crew poking out the top because they'd be sealed against the the the, uh, the toxic waste outside. But uh, I think we can play with a little bit of artistic license for the sake of, uh, of this game. Are you going to restrict yourself that you're only going to play on Armageddon-type world, or are you going to move them around in part of your crusade if you're playing them crusade? You know, they might go to other worlds no, to exactly. fight in other ways. So, they're, Yeah, just because they're the Armageddon Steel Legion doesn't mean they're fighting on Armageddon. Yeah, I know. I, 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 and, and I think, like you say, it's a great way of signaling to other players and yourself that, you know, the, these are... These are all part of my army. So have you got a, a deadline or is it just literally make them as you make them? It is absolutely make them as make them. I'm trying to impose less hobby deadlines on myself um, and trying to approach the hobby a, a little bit more healthily um, to kind of just enjoy enjoy the, the sake of it and converting it rather than uh, forcing myself to do it for a certain deadline or anything like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know my talan has got out of hand, but... If I'd have started that project saying that I was going to make all the things I've made, I would have never started it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whereas I've done it in batches here and there, and I'll buy one of those and add one of those. And before you know it, you've got far too much. But I think I think I, to I totally get that. I totally get that. So um, have you got anything from the um, Indiana Jones-style warehouse of Dan's collected parts? That is ready to go. Oh, I've I've ordered a a box of Metal Steel Legion. Yep. Uh, which which has arrived. Um, so there'll be there'll be one squad. Uh, maybe with a couple of conversions. I have um, one thing I am quite interested in is you know I mentioned the uh, the Steel Legion uh, RPG bloke, uh, which which has got an obvious kind of guy to convert into a spotter, uh, but he comes with also. A, the kind of other half to him is a is a bloke holding a uh, what the sort of rocket propelled grenade that the shell itself um, actually him on the back of a an open top basilisk or indeed even in the crew compartment with the door down of a Armageddon style basilisk would look really cool because nice, he yeah, yeah. he looks like he's holding the um you know the, the 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 next round to go in yeah it's a slightly different caliber but you know as I say a bit of artistic license you know you could argue you could even put him on a on a mortar base. Um, yep. 
possibly not the kind of mortar that comes with the the kit kit because it is a it is a much larger rocket um but you know maybe on one of the sort of th- those thud guns or or the kind of large krieg star mortars yeah wield one or you know let's, let's let's be honest it's you know even like a heavy mortar 120 mil something like that yeah it's, exactly it's, that kind it's, of thing. It, it's, it's still a tube on a on a on a plate with a with a big bipod on it so if you used parts you know you could use the gun shield from the heavy weapons team as the base plate the tube on top and then part of the heavy weapons team um tripod could turn into a bipod part of it you know it's not as soon as you get out your your bits box unless you want to do nine of the bleeding things or something then you know it's easily done and again i think i think that would fit with steel legion that they would have like these you know they still play as mortars for the rules but the fact that they look like they are heavy mortars long range that's kind of what they do they are long range waste fighters aren't they yeah exactly i I like the idea of it being you know slightly different so um so special weapons teams or command teams what are you what are you thinking about this is quite an interesting one because the only special weapon uh that comes in the box is a grenade launcher and i believe the only other special weapon that they ever made was a plasma gun so this is where using the converted uh krieg squads uh from the new kill team box work really really well um because there's a whole bunch of special weapons in there however i feel like unless i really mixed up all the squads i think what i'd quite like to do is keep the squads internally um consistent so if i'm gonna have a, a a squad of steel legionnaires made of the Krieg models with head swap, that's, they're going to be 10 of those together, you know, so the heavy, the special weapons are going to be in that uniform. Um, I'd have to see what they kind of look like stood next to each other and painted together. Um, just because I don't know, I, I don't want it to look like a too hodgepodgey. Yeah. Um, I've done, I've done a 10, this was for a, take a trip to Warhammer world. Um, I've done 10 metal to lance, um, and they kind of sit next to my third party body and head conversions, which is the bulk of my armies in. And they're from reptilian overlords as well. We're not, we're they not are. reptilian overlords chills, but they do make some <laughs> cool kits. <laughs> so, so, but actually all I did is I, I just decided that, you know, my metals were actually going to be my veteran squad from now on. Yeah, yeah, no, always... that's that's the kind of thing I want to do is is keep keep them internal within the army different, but yes. um, internally in the squad that they're one squad. Yes, yes, that's and in fact, that's exactly it. So, you know, I, I'm not going to ever have 130 Talan infantry lined up trudging across the battlefield from one trench to the next. You know, that's not how they fight. That's not how they play. So, you know, I don't need to worry about it. And, you know, again, you can even, so for yours, you know, you've got your grenade launcher and you've got your rocket launcher. Well, your rocket launcher, you, you probably want to run that team up, um, find a nice spot, las guns with extra range, rock, rocket launchers there pumping out, frag and crack, and then the grenade launchers there if anyone gets a bit close. That's their role. Their role is to overwatch and, uh, you know, um, react to any enemy activity whereas your krieg converted team that can have all the plasma and melter um, go up close and deal with the big the big griblies in the killer cans and uh so yeah they're not going to be stood next to each other and i think it's i think it's gonna be great and i think that's that's why i'm more tempted to go for veteran squad as the krieg models because you only need one heavy weapon and one special 
and one uh, sergeant clearly uh, per infantry squad whereas yep. in a veteran squad you need three heavy three special weapons rather so having three plasma guns would look a bit silly i feel because they'd all be the same the model yeah whereas uh with the plastic kits gives you a lot more chance to um to kind of explore that um yeah that doesn't that you know do, does bring me into a question of like well how do i use these uh, vietnam sci-fi kind of you know let's just call them catachans how do i use the catachan-esque dudes if i'm using those for orc hunters um but i suppose they don't have to be in um vehicles they could just be a normal you know i could do an infantry a mechanized infantry platoon of the yep. steel legionnaires yeah and then i could do a an infantry a light infantry platoon of armageddon orc hunters yeah yeah i mean yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I i I'd, I'd, I'd be happy for them to be kind of um coming in on reserves you know what i mean they're going to be the ones that be sneaking about using the terrain coming at you from rubble and shadows and stuff you yeah. know or so. maybe maybe they're mounted in a valkyrie Ooh, yes yeah that could work yes yeah i like that yeah idea. the valkyrie comes in drops them off they go screaming out into trouble valkyrie circles around taking pot shots at what it needs to yeah that's like nice that. that's, that's nice good, yeah. that's nice there we go so yeah, oh, onto Games Workshop. Well, have you got have you got one, have you got one in stock at the moment, Dan? Uh, not you? not in my. I, oh, I sold my air cab project. I I, I just <laughs> go through projects like you know it's going out of fashion. But or I had about five Valkyries or something. I, I sold them all because I was like, right, I'm not going to do this big Catachan air cab army. It's a silly idea. Whereas this this army is it lets me achieve that. I can have my air cav squad. Yep. and not have to worry about uh, it being a whole army. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I think for me, it, it's you can put that level of detail into it and still, you know, get get them done in a couple of weeks rather than think about it as like a year long project because you've got four Valkyries, four lot of ten Scions. You've you know, then you need all of the Torox Primes, and you know, you just kind of fall down that rabbit hole. Oh, that's how I feel anyway. Is that? You know, I've got to have these things rather than I want to have them. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. The the command squad does um does kind of leave me leave me somewhat puzzled. Um, I'm not quite sure what to do for the command squad because I've got all these infantry squads. Um, and I've got the veterans as I discussed, maybe different types of veterans, but they never made a command squad. Um, so I could use the Krieg models because um for the kind of company command squad to represent the fact that they're veterans, but the um, platoon command squad is just. They're just normal guardsmen, aren't they? So there's that. But also the Yarrick model. Do I use the original Yarrick model? Or do I convert one from one of the new uh, plastic? So I was thinking, this is a silly expensive idea. (laughs) Imagine if I I swapped um, Gaunt's bolt pistol for a storm bolt oh yeah an orky power fist or severina rain Ooh, ooh. yeah oh yeah yeah no i I, yeah i I think that would be that would be really neat that it would be you've got an army of different models Mm. brought together in different ways and then your commander for it is this is made up of lots of different parts of models yeah and it's very, it'll be very obvious, you know, a, a commissar with an orc power fist. It will be very obvious what it's meant to be. Yeah. But um, whether it's, uh, yeah, whether it's, so that's quite cool. Yeah. So Gaunt, oh, it's out of stock. There we go. That might, that, that might, um, that might answer my question. <laughs> oh. No, nice. And then, although, of course, although those see- look, and oh, sorry, Steve, but those Gaunt's ghosts could, could work really well as Armageddon orc hunters if I, if I did some, some rebreathers on or something, you know, some respirators. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I think as well that, that as you play and you're, you know, playing with Crusade, you know, 
certain games or kick up certain things that happens or you end up playing in a certain war zone for a certain time and then that allows you to add a model or a character you might want to add a um menstruum priest or you might want to add something because that's part of the story so i think the ability you're going to set up is that you've got a super flexible approach to the models that you're going to use so yeah there might be the perfect old metal out there or there might be a brand new model that comes out or you know you might use the kind of abbot looking dude from um black fortress you know there's, there's, there's ways of bringing those in now and they'll all look great because they'll all be in the similar scheme, but they'll all have this very kind of different feel. So, yes, mate. Very cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited by this project overall. And then one of the best bits about it also is the fact that the vehicles are timeless. Yeah. Yeah, if you go too far back 20 years ago, then you've got the ones with the metal conversion bits. But it doesn't matter if you've got loads of chimeras or, or something like that, because they're just chimeras. And it doesn't kind of date the army. Yes. No, exactly. Exactly. Or if... If, um, you know, if you have got a slightly old patterned vehicle or you've got a slightly of old d layout design for the tank tracks or, you know, whatever that, that appears to be slightly older, well, maybe that's the one that the metals come out of because, you know, they're yeah. veterans. Oh, or, yeah. or, it's, it's, you know what I mean? There's ways of linking them. Definitely. That if you look at it, you just go, well, that's a bunch of cool vehicles. But then when you go, well, these guys live in there, and you go, oh, yeah, of course they would. Yeah, no. That's, that's... So sometimes these details I do, and you do that as well, but we do them as much for our own amusement. <laughs> and then 99% of people don't notice them. But it doesn't matter. It just makes the models ours, I guess, makes them what we want them to be yeah and i suppose uh the very obvious question when it comes to vehicles is what what super heavy do i use <laughs> so yes so uh, well the thing is you've got sounds like you're going to have a good all-round practical set of some long range with rocket launchers you're going to have some up close fighters in in a valkyrie so i mean do you go for the classic bane blade i don't think you're looking for a big transport are you no, no, because that's more infantry that I have to make, Yes, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yes. And then I, I guess the, the other question is, you know, are you likely to face something that needs a Shadow Sword or a Bane Sword, you know? Yeah, I mean, Shadow Sword is my favourite. Bane Sword, which one's the Bane Sword? What's he got on him? He's just got... A, a, quake, a quake Cannon. Yeah. So is that the one that produces movement, I think, isn't it? Probably. By the sound of by the sound of it, yeah. One thing I'm not too fussed about is Lehman Russ. I'll, I'll let that slip, Dan. Yeah, I just I think I quite like the idea of it being a, a mechanized infantry force, or 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 indeed an armored infantry force in, in kind of chimeras, but but without too much heavy armor support. So more more of a combined arms, infantry, artillery, and air assets rather than you know with he a heavy armor squadron attached to it. Uh Okay. No. All right. That makes sense. And, and yeah. their, he their heavy armor is a, you know, a, a kind of prestige thing, you know, whether it's a Macarius or a Bane Sword or something like that, you know. Yeah. I have yeah. always uh, liked the Arcurian pattern Stormblade. Oh, don't have to look that up. That is the Plasma Gun Bane Blade. Oh, yes. Yes. I Ooh. think they did an old version, which was open top, if Ooh. I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Um, did they do an open top version? I can't remember. Just flicking through Google Images. It doesn't look like they did. I must be thinking of something else. Maybe it's like the Legion Glaive or something. It says typing. Yeah. No, that's yeah. So that's not even that. So Who actually, knows? so so actually, having that Stormblade as kind of like the the centerpiece. 
to have these mixed infantry support units, mechanised mixed infantry support units that go around it, you know, keeping it out of trouble from combat units, that does sound really good. That does work, doesn't it? Oof. 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 Do you know and what would like... also be quite cool? Um, so the Bulgrins have um, have gas masks on, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do. So that would be quite cool um, thematically. Yes. Whether it's Ogrids or Bulgrins, just um, just with those gas masks on. It's I mean, Ogrins with the gas masks on or uh, Bulgrins with the gas masks on, regardless. Yeah. They, they would, they would infantry-wise, they would, they would look spot on. Also, as a, as a kind of shield protecting the storm blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a combat unit to kind of a counter assault unit or something. Yeah, exactly. Just, just say if, if you want to fight the storm blade, you've got to go through these. Absolutely, that would look great. That there we would go. Look great. So having just just talking to you over the past 40 minutes, Steve, we've gone from a small project just to build a couple of chimeras and infantry squads to, oh, I'm going to buy a Stormblade. You're dangerous. You're dangerous, Steve. Yeah, yeah. To, to myself as well. But, but yeah, it, it, but, but like I said, you can start with what you were talking about and keep those things in mind. And then once you've you've got a few kind of proof of concepts made, then, yeah, just add one of those and add one of those. And then before you know it, you know, you'll have loads of options and it'd be fun to play. But there we go. That is that is my Astro Militarum Armageddon Steel Legion kind of concept, which um, has all really been started just by watching the uh, the Warhammer Plus video. All so they, they've got good value out of your subscription. They have, haven't they? they have. And, and we should also thank them um, for sending us the 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 Krieg models, um, which I am hastily converting into Armageddon Steel Legion. So. I, I suppose it was a double whammy of providing me uh, videos of Steel Legion and then sending me models which can easily be converted into Steel Legion. As, yes. Uh, it's kind of got me thinking, oh, this could work. Yep, yep. And, we, and people can see your progress on Twitter, can't they? Yep, I'm DangerMouse425. Uh, and I'm um, sometimes I, I tweet from there and sometimes I just tweet from our podcast, uh, which is at AOTI40K. And Steve, you are not working on some Steel Legion, but people can check you out at... Yep, I've, uh, I have got a couple more Talani bits and pieces that I'm working on. You have, on. you have, you absolute <laughs> Talan scoundrel. Yes, so uh, which includes a... Um prefabricated runway that uh we'll share for another we'll wait for another show um so that's in progress but you'll be able to see that um from my twitter account which is at tin racer steve fantastic uh, so if you if you've got any ideas for steel legion you think uh an iconic you oh i forgot i forgot sentinels obviously we'll be oh, having sentinels but, yes. but if you have any other ideas uh, <laughs> apart from sentinels uh, and stuff we talked about then uh, then get in touch with us let us know what you think what you think would work in a steel legion army um, or if you can think of any interesting steel legion conversions that you've seen out there on the internet then get in touch uh, and until next time keep calm and crusade on cheers guys 